everybody. Welcome to Spill the Novelty, where three girlies shout into the void about our latest book hot takes and obsessions. I'm Abby. I'm Maddie. And I'm Kaylee. And this week we're spilling the tea about Book Lovers by Emily Henry. We read this book the week of Valentine's Day to get into the romance spirit. So if you need a palate cleanser from fantasy, like us, oftentimes, or if you're already an Emily Henry girly, here's the tea. All right. So we start out the book with Nora Stevens, who is a self-proclaimed, not like other girls, main character. <laughs> Shocking. I know. <laughs> Nora is a workaholic literary, literary agent who is very aware of the other tropes happening around her. So she's she's basically like been dumped by a lot of men who visit small towns and meet the loves of their lives there. And she's not that small town woman. So mm -hmm. to me, Nora's premise was a little cheesy, as I kind of hinted at in my little intro there. Like, we get it. She's different. <laughs> but I, I did like it overall. Um, and I liked Nora. Like, she was, she was funny. She was a funny lady, um, which was surprising to me because, like, in movies, like, for example, in The Proposal with Sandra Bullock, Mm -hmm. Sandra Bullock's workaholic character isn't funny and I kind of she was kind of similar to Nora at first to me but then when Nora was funny I was like okay she's way different yeah um and I feel like that's pretty typical for these workaholic women types but Nora was funny and she was like easy to root for and she also side note she says whom <laughs> like one or two times in the I book which, which I hated but it was so on brand for her that I couldn't yeah. be mad about it <laughs> yeah I I really thought it was fun I loved the premise but because it wasn't it was taking that classic trope but giving the perspective from like the other side like the villain side um and I just think that's fun I like imagining what the like side characters in a classic trope are thinking because like everyone is the the hero of their own story sort of a thing so it was fun to be like oh that is tragic like you know you're right the workaholic new york city girlfriend um she's not intentionally evil <laughs> she just doesn't know how to bake bread and like that's okay um that's okay yeah like i don't know how to bake bread i am she except i'm not a workaholic so i'm worse on both counts <laughs> i have a super like soft spot for Nora because um I too am not a workaholic but that was very much the path down which I was going yes <laughs> um for a while or like when I was younger I was like okay I want to move to New York City I wanted to be yes. um working at a publisher um you know she's tall cool um so but anyway <laughs> I all that aside like she's I tall. what I love about Emily Henry just generally already getting on my Emily Henry hype train but um you really get the why behind who she is right like we not only does it kind of invert this um character archetype but also just kind of expands upon the already existing archetype and like maybe there's a why of why they're a workaholic you know is it because they're just a power hungry greedy girly or is it because you know maybe they think that they have to fight that way to take care of someone or take care of themselves mm -hmm. provide for themselves so um i love that we really get to see the why behind her and she definitely is cheesy it's a little overdone but i think that's kind of fun and i think that even emily henry i think is very like self-aware of that so yeah um, yeah, I, I, I thought she's a fun Kaylee, character. When you said who is very aware of other tropes, something clicked for me because I was like, she's book pilled. Like she literally yeah. perceives yeah. everything through the lens of an agent and an editor. And so mm -hmm. there's 
part of her problem is that she only sees tropes. So it's like even her exes that fell in love with someone back home, like, okay, sure, does that fit? That fits into a trope. But she doesn't give them the space to be a person that made a decision based on things outside of Mm -hmm. just, of course, that would happen. That's the trope. And that's part of her problem. And that's part of the reason why she doesn't investigate Charlie further when she first meets him because she's like, okay, he's a trope. I get it already. And that's why a lot of the book is kind of like them unraveling that about each other because both of them kind of have that problem of just seeing things through that particular lens. And they're like, I get it. I've read that book. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. She's also really self-aware I -hmm. feel like like with the whole Nadine I think it was Nadine Winters right with the book yeah that was that was so ridiculous but it was funny but basically for anyone who hasn't read the book her one of the people she's an agent for one of the authors she's an agent for writes a book about a woman named Nadine Winters who is Nora basically and like Nadine Winters, like I think she like fired someone for having a baby or something. Yeah, her pregnancy and to go on maternity leave, and it, and so it was Nora was like she was very self aware to the point where she was like, "This is me. Like I know this is me." Mm-hmm. But I, she was also like, "I wouldn't do like fire someone for having a baby." But this is still me, right. and so I liked I liked that she was self aware enough to acknowledge that because I feel like in a lot of books there would be that sense of irony of like um them reading this book and us knowing that that's that that's normal yeah. but them not acknowledging that so i i liked that she she was self-aware there's something super real about like i would never do that but the fact that you think i would hurts more than anything else sort mm-hmm. of a thing it's like oh it's it's kind of like when you're in an argument with someone and they're like you think x and you're like I would never think X, but the fact that you think I would, like, oh, no, like, that reveals something about how you think I perceive things. And so it was very that for me. It was like she knew she was Nadine, but she was like, my God, I'm not that heartless, but that's how I come off. You know, that's how people perceive it. Yeah. Or like that her sister... There's even a point in the book where she says something to the effect of, like, the fact that Libby, who knows me better than anyone still sees me this way kind of like I don't remember what the situation is but like that deeply hurts her you know because Mm -hmm. she's like I'm not really that I think it was like like, again I have a reason yeah Yeah. I think it was like seeing her as someone who chooses work over like people or something like yeah and it's like why does she do that is it because she is again like relentless or she like has a has a valid reason of doing that or at least it makes sense so Mm -hmm. yeah a fun character a fun character um and we can't talk about her without also talking about, of course, Charlie Lastra. Um, so, yes, big hearts. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Nora is an agent uh, for an author, like we were just talking about, um, who writes a book that takes place in Sunshine Falls. Um, and Nora meets with Charlie, who is this um, uh, well-known book editor, to see if he'll edit the book, uh, which is somewhat uh, rudely turned down by him. He just refuses to isn't interested um and he has this kind of reputation for being cutthroat and grumpy um same as or similar to how she has this reputation for being this sort of shark um so yeah. uh i'm i know i'm obsessed with charlie um uh, workaholic snarky grumpy king who's actually a sweetheart um yeah uh that's about as 
good as they come, in my opinion. But yeah, um, we love a yeah. grumpy boy that is only soft for like once he gets to know you or whatever. Only for you. But yeah. <laughs> it, it's funny yeah. because like even and it so that first opening scene where she's going to meet Charlie um and she's just been broken up with and we find out later that charlie has just received like really bad news as well so they're both just like in a terrible horrendous mood um Mm -hmm. and he is giving feedback about the the book that he read and she in like the prose or whatever she's like he's right but i'm not gonna tell him that and so she like verbally disagrees (laughs) with him but it's just Mm -hmm. like I don't know. It was such a good way to kind of introduce their characters and to show that they're aligned, but that Nora in her bad mood is like, I'm not going to let him have that win. Like, I'm going to stand up for my author, but also like, I'm just not going to let this man win. Like, who does he think he is? Mm -hmm. And it's just very Mm -hmm. funny. And then for years later, the book to have turned out to be a hit, even though like neither of them really liked it, but that's just how it happens sometimes. And now they're meeting up again at Sunshine Falls because it's his hometown and it's like... I don't know. It's cheesy, but, like, it was really cute. It was good food. It's cute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I really like Charlie because he's funny. Like, he's he is funny. funny. And who, who doesn't love a funny man? Who doesn't mm-hmm. love a funny man? It's true. He also, he loves his family. And yeah. honestly, now that I think about it, these are very basic things to ask for in a person, like someone <laughs> who loves their family. The bar is on the floor, as um, like the bar, the bar is low, but... <laughs> Um, he loves his family so much he's willing to give up his dream and move to Sunshine Falls, which I feel like a lot of people wouldn't do. Um, he moves there to support their little small business, their their bookstore. And I love that about him. And he's mm-hmm. he, like we mentioned, he's just he's so cute towards Nora. Like he says all these really cute things mm-hmm. and he's like and when he was like, um, it's like really early on in the book and he's kind of flirting with her a little bit and he's like, would you like to have dinner with me, Nora? And mm-hmm. I just, I died. I was like, that is so cute. Even it's... though that, once again, the bar is very low, but it was <laughs> the bar so is cute. Slow. No, but like there's something to be said for it, like that he's just so direct and like honest. And it's something that Nora brings up too is like, he's, he prizes honesty above everything. So like, even when he receives information that like hurts him or that he like would rather have be a different way he has a respect for it because he's like okay I get it like you're honest and I liked Charlie a lot too because he didn't feel one-dimensional to me like he was very cute he was very communicative you know he said all the right things but also he had his own cons and he had his own demons that he was struggling with Mm -hmm. and he had really legitimate um things that came in between him and Nora in a relationship yeah. and I feel like with a lot of romances um you you get that like third act barrier but it's always mm-hmm. like oh I'm just kind of unhappy because like he didn't call me the other day or like he went out with like this girl and I hate her and it's like it's an obstacle that isn't really an obstacle but this one was like it was significant because he's giving up his dream but he doesn't want to ask her to give up her dream and she doesn't want to give up her dream and there's just like all these strings so it was just he was really three-dimensional in a way that i think made him extremely lovable like he didn't feel like a stereotype Mm -hmm. i agree yeah and um okay so the main plot of the the main plot point of the book is that um libby um 
who is Nora's sister, takes them to Sunshine Falls for like a girl's vacation for a month. And a month. Yeah, a whole month. And I want to do that. <laughs> retweet. We should do that. Not a real place. Uh, yeah, just some weird town that we're, we know nothing we'll about. Look it up. Yeah. We'll look at what there's a place called Sunshine Falls IRL. <laughs> Um, but they've, they've been kind of um, drifting apart over the last couple of months, and Nora's been stressed about it. Kaylee's shaking her head no. Not a real place? There's Update. Not a real not place. Real. Emily, real place. Emily Henry really said, I'm not about to be the author that doesn't know about the town that I wrote about. So I'm just going to be honest. Not me, girl. Not me. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Um, anyway, so they take this vacation, and Nora's like, good, I get a chance to be with my sister, who's pregnant actively. Um Charlie is there, obviously, because, of course, it's his hometown. And so they run into each other and they start a little flirtationship that's like a will they, won't they zigzag sort of thing all the way through. Um, and they do a little and then they're like, no, we can't. And then they do a little and they're like, no, we can't. Um, and then eventually and eventually they simply do. But the barrier that comes between them is that Charlie is permanently moving to sunshine falls because of um his father has a stroke and they have a bookstore there that he needs to help run his sister was going to run it but she's now moving to italy um and so he's not going back to new york city and nora loves new york city like she would rather perish than not be in new york city so this is why they can't be together simply tragedy yeah this barrier seemed pretty like hallmark to me like kind of cheesy but I guess it, it's realistic, like somebody long distance relationship, they don't want to do it. And yeah, I, it's, it's realistic. Well, I think, too, something I liked was that, um, again, I'm going to forget the exact quote, but um, basically, Charlie was like, if I loved you any less, I wouldn't do that. Like, I would yeah. be... I'd ask trying to convince you, you. it's mm-hmm. it's an admiration like yeah. he admires her so deeply for how much she loves what she does and so I think it's like it's right because they admire that in each other so much of like they are very committed people to the things that they enjoy doing and that's gonna you know matter at this stage matters more you know there were a and couple so I, like yeah. monologues that Nora had that I thought she was going down the path of realizing that home is the people that you have around you. Like she Mm -hmm. borderline says it, but then she always kind of loops back to like still wanting to be in New York City. So that was the only kind of hang up I had with this is that like it almost didn't make sense to me that she wouldn't just Mm -hmm. be like, okay, I'll move because Libby is the most important person in her life. So it would almost make more sense um if Libby was staying in New York City she's like I can't leave my sister but now she's like the man I love is in Sunshine Falls and the most important person in my life and my nieces are in Sunshine Falls but I still can't go there and I'm like girl really I mean okay I mean so I've never really, I like fell in love with the city like but, I okay. I like that her passion meant more to her than like because she can still have a relationship with her sister from a different state and Mm -hmm. I think it I think she realized that like she didn't have to be that close by they didn't have to live where like they grew up and where they knew that got to know their mom and and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing because I know that was really a sentimental part for her but I like that her passion 
was so important to her and she didn't lose pieces of herself, like sacrifice pieces of herself just to be with somebody. Yeah. I like that. And I will say that um, you would think publishing would be with it and mm. would be remote. We are we are remote workers. That's nowadays, true. Okay. We're getting with the times mm-hmm, rapidly. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she but, got to work, work remote for a whole month. And yeah. 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 Like, let's get with the times. But publishing is that girl in New York City. Like, you must be in New York City to go big in publishing. So that I get. And that, like... Her passion and, like, just her love for, like, the big city and that sort of anonymity, but also having a lot going on is, like, very much rooted in New York City for her. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, publishing, get with the times. It's 2024 now. We we work remote, okay? Yeah. And what I I did love, too, was, like, that passion is shared by Charlie. Like, it's made Mm -hmm. very evident that he feels the same exact way about new york city like despite that he loves his family of course and they're his priority like he very much feels at home there in a way that he feels out of place in sunshine falls and so i really liked that they were um like a reflection of each other i feel like in a lot of books we kind of get like an opposites attract sort of thing which is fun Mm -hmm. but i liked that this book kind of gave us a relationship that was you can also have a relationship built on similarities and understanding each other in a way that no one else can. Um, yeah. A lot of books have the opposites attract, so there's so much miscommunication and there's so much confusion mm-hmm. about like, I don't understand why you would think this way. And instead, Charlie's like, I completely understand why you're choosing not to be here. And like, if I could yeah. choose the same thing, I would. I just can't. But like, you're doing what I want to do and I understand that and you don't even have to explain it to me. Because I get it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think even further, too, not only is she doing what he would want to do, but he knows that much like himself, she has for so long throughout her life done things for other people to the service mm-hmm. of other people. She didn't go into that other job because she's trying to protect Libby. She has done so much just to try to protect Libby. Right. And I think mm-hmm. he feels that, too, as someone who feels a lot of um, the need to protect his own family, to take care of them. Right. So it's like he also sees that in her as someone who's given up so much, even though everyone else thinks that she's selfish, they think that she's this shark, right? But he knows the truth of that. Like she's doing that to help other people. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. he finally wants her to be like selfish, AKA just do what she wants for once instead mm-hmm. of what she feels like she needs to do. So, which yeah. I love. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of Libby and protecting Libby, Nora suspects that Libby has this big secret reason for wanting to spend a whole month in Sunshine Falls. And Libby's kind of disappearing. She's like texting or calling people. And then her husband keeps texting Nora and asking how things are going. And it's all kind of suspicious. And we think it's a divorce. Emily Henry makes us think it's it's a divorce for about 75% of the book. But, spoiler, it's actually that Libby plans to move to Sunshine Falls, and she wants Nora to love it there, too. So, personally, I thought this big secret was a little bit lame. But (laughs) it makes sense for, like, a Hallmark-type movie Mm -hmm. book. And I like that I thought it was, like, the whole divorce thing for most of the book, and it wasn't actually that, because I like to be kind of surprised in books. So, yeah. yeah. I I agree. It was a little underwhelming, because I'm here for the drama, but it also (laughs) felt realistic, because, like, 
this is the kind of thing that like I don't know just happens in life like I've had people in my life who plan to move and they don't tell us until a certain time and it's this big dramatic reveal and it may not sound dramatic but it feels dramatic you know so um I think that's relatable for all of us but um you know for no reason at all um but it just felt like something that like oh that would happen that would feel devastating even though it isn't like you know, with books, we always get the most dramatic version of things. If you think about like how people talk mm-hmm. about Grey's Anatomy and they're like, it's just something crazy <laughs> always happens. Like it's a shooting, it's a plane crash, it's blah, blah, blah. But like, that's what we like to see in content. When we get something that's like more dialed down, we're like, it's underwhelming. But it's also like, oh yeah, that happens. Like people decide to move and it's like what's best for their family. But it also is suck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I thought it was sweet, too, that, like, well, and I should say, when I first, so this is my second time reading this, um, and um, I've loved it both times. First time I read it, I saw this coming a little bit after um, Nora started, like, or Nora figured out what the phone number was, because at first I was like, ooh, divorce, and then I kind of thought about it, I'm like, I don't know, something else is fishy, so, um, but I don't necessarily think it was predictable, like, it wasn't until that point Mm -hmm. where I started to kind of put a little bit together, but... I what I did like about it though was that again like getting to the why right like this it's not just to introduce um Nora to Sunshine Falls it's because Libby really like Libby Nora wants to protect Libby and Libby wants Nora's approval right like mm-hmm. that's their sibling dynamic as Nora the older sibling and Libby the younger who's always taken care of they've always taken care of each other in a different way but Libby wants her approval she wants Nora to maybe move there but I think even beyond that she wants Nora to like it she wants Nora to understand like the appeal of something like this of something different because she I guess wants wants Nora to think that that's okay that she's doing this and so um it was I think their whole kind of like fight afterwards was kind of sad and like uh I felt that big time but um you know you understand the why behind it so but it was a little bit cheesy a little predictable but I do want to say like Maybe the reason why I feel why I like this plot line is that this is one of the first books that I read where it really feels like the side characters are living their own lives. A lot of the time side characters feel like they only are in action when the main character is in the room and Mm -hmm. um, because of how big of a plan this is and because like I didn't see it coming until... Nora really finds out what's happening it, it really gives you the feeling that like oh Libby was doing all this behind the scenes like behind our back like you almost feel like oh oh my god like I didn't even know you like, feel betrayed this yeah little, like you yeah. feel a little bit of that and um it just made her feel very much like a character that you can genuinely feel betrayed by or mad at or annoyed by because she's acting this way and you kind of like become Nora in that moment where you're like, bro, mm-hmm. you aren't supposed to like do things without me knowing. Hello? Yeah. Right. <laughs> or and she does, when... she is kind of doing her own thing a lot too. Even things mm-hmm. that we do know about because she's like manage- or helping with this bookstore like event to help yep. revive the bookstore business and I don't know. And she's like meeting people and going on like 
mysterious walks and things like that like she's she's doing i don't know she's, she's doing off on all these right. little side quests mm-hmm. yeah she is or, or like when she goes to the hospital when she kind of like faints or whatever um and we find out that she has like she with like low iron and all this kind of stuff yeah. like and which is a big reveal for nora she nora's like us. freaking out she's like i can't believe i didn't know this and it's i love that example too because nora's so worried about protecting her and this is an example of something that is like sure it was scary mo- a scary moment but it's completely manageable she's handling it on her own mm-hmm. she knows about it like Nora doesn't have to know every little detail of her life and protect her even though she wants that like Libby can handle it and I I think that you're absolutely right I think that's again Emily Henry um just gonna toot Emily Henry Horn like she's great with that always I think all her mm-hmm. side characters really strong so yeah yep. love it um so uh, the book ends ultimately with Charlie and Nora at first going their separate ways while she lives in New York and he lives in Sunshine Falls. Um, but he surprises her in New York on her mom's birthday, which is a really special day to her um, because her mom passed away. And this is just something that is really meaningful to her and Libby. Um, so long story short, Libby has taken over with helping out um, at the small business that Charlie was originally helping his parents with. um, And Charlie is coming back to New York. And so um, I think we ultimately figured that they would have some sort of reunion. Um, I figured that that part is predictable, but in a good way. And um, I do like that this is kind of, I believe, like ultimately in the epilogue. So you, you get the sense that they've been apart for a what? It's like six months or so at least. Like, that they were enough going time to, to where they've accepted that they're yeah. not getting back together mm-hmm. yeah right and going about their own projects and their own lives and everything but but yeah i think it is a sweet very yeah. sweet little wrap up to the book it was definitely predictable um there was a big part of me that was wondering if emily was going to do something a little different because pretty close to the ending we get this like stream of consciousness thought where nora is telling us how much she really appreciates like a bittersweet happy it happened kind of ending like one mm-hmm. that is not perfect like and this whole book there's like we're not the kind of people that get happy endings like we're not the main characters in those books and so I was kind of like are we gonna are we gonna la la land this like do that kind of a thing yeah I was open to it obviously I wanted them to have the happy ending but honestly I was I was open to it I was like I can kind of be down with the occasional romp back in sunshine falls and like that's just what it is so true yeah no but it was cute. yeah it was cute. and she also she had a moment where she was like because she had an ex-boyfriend that it was like a traumatic relationship or something mm-hmm. and she avoided thinking about it but with charlie mm-hmm. she was like i don't i don't avoid thinking about charlie like i let it happen every day yeah. i think about him and it was just like it was very like final like it, it, she had closure mm-hmm. there And so I also would have been fine if they were separate. And I think in my head, I probably would have created something like maybe eventually, like in 10 years or something, they'll get together. I would have still thought of that in my head, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I also would have been fine if they just stayed apart. Because eventually, eventually Charlie's parents are going to pass away and he's not Mm going to feel obligated to run that little bookstore. So I think like you're saying, like there was an end in sight as like bittersweet as that might have been but for him to come back and kind of resume his life and that's also very realistic like 
I know people in my life that have had to put their lives on hold to go handle family things. Um, And then, you know, 10 years later, they can finally kind of resume what they were doing. And that's a sad but Mm -hmm. real thing that happens when you have responsibilities. Um, Mm -hmm. I was annoyed at Charlie's sister, though. There was a part of me that was like, yeah, you had responsibilities like you you committed essentially to doing this thing and now you're just shoving it off on a charlie because you like you fell in love in italy if i had read her book i would be on her side but i didn't so yeah exactly exactly (laughs) yeah and which ties in again of like i why nora and charlie make so much sense together Mm -hmm. because they understand like what it's like to be the go-to person in a family that's always always going to be reliable you know Mm -hmm. but yeah no i i how dare you say the thing about la la land now that's all i can picture is like (laughs) it'd be so good that way but oh my god it would hurt so bad i yeah la la land yeah yeah it hurt yeah but that moment in the epilogue where he's like he has the you know the velvet engagement box in his pocket and he's like flinging around but it's empty and then you get to like Nora's POV and her con list was like, you know, wear a piece of jewelry that I'll hate for the rest of my life. Like with seven question marks. That's so cute. Shut up. That it's was cute. so cute. I loved that. It wasn't I even cheesy. It. I liked it. Yeah. It was just because they understand each other. Like she says, yeah. like she's anxious about this thing and he's like logged. I have it in the file now. Like it's just nice. Mm-hmm. They're just cute. It's so cute. <sighs> okay. I love it. I love it. Well, now that we've gushed, it's time for the saucy part of the pod. Um, these are our hot takes and our pour overs. So I'll start because I'm I'm a little sauceless, to be honest with you. I'm trying no to think sauce. of a hot take. I just don't really have one. I just feel like this was wholesome. If anything, maybe I wish the ending was a little longer. Like, I feel like it was a little short to just be like, cool they've got closure and then like oh it's the day cool they're at a bookstore and then boom we get an epilogue I think maybe maybe it could have had a little bit more pages but also I'm fine with how it was it just was a sweet wholesome read so I don't have many complaints for once in my life um but for my pour over um I really loved how each character had a line of trauma <laughs> that you could follow that led them to where they are. So, you know, Nora, obviously, when you get the backstory about what happened, how her mother raised her, first of all, and then how her mother died. And she was so consumed in this relationship that she didn't see the texts from Libby for so long. Libby was alone and blah, 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 blah. Libby has her own things. You know, even Clint, like, um yeah. Charlie's father you get like his perspective and backstory and you get a little bit from Sally and like it just really felt like everyone had a moment to shine and like show how they got to where they are and I really appreciated that because it's just so many books you only have two characters in them and it's it's just give me some more I want some more food and so it was just nice (laughs) I just liked it yeah, they each have, they're each like a full character, a yeah. fleshed out character. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, my hot take is that, and this is why I did not give this book five stars, um, Charlie and Nora 
they just poured their hearts out to each other and in internally constantly and it was overdone like literally every other page they're talking about their feelings and it's just unrealistic like um I like I think it's great and all like I think it's very mature but it was just a bit inconsistent with their personalities in my opinion and like especially with the dialogue when they were just talking to each other and they would be like I just love you so much and blah 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 blah. I'm like people don't do this at least no one that I know does this like it's just not realistic like an occasional like occasional it's great like but occasionally it's great but all the time it was just it was gross yeah I have I have an agree and a disagree with this so my disagree is that I actually think this is really in line with their personalities because they're so fucking in their heads about analyzing everything and perceiving everything and thinking about everything too much. And I think that's a flaw in both of them. So I agree that they do it too much, but I think that's the point is like they're too in their heads. They're thinking too far ahead. Like they don't want to act on impulse. They Like Nora's like, I don't even want to continue the relationship because it's just not going to work out long term. And he's like, thinking about it you're right that's so true like they're just <laughs> they they get in their own way you know well yeah I, that's fair i think it's kind of like those memes about like wanting to win at therapy you know what i'm yes. saying like where, <laughs> where yes. you're like you're you're analyzing your feelings instead of actually feeling them allowing yourself to just feel them so you're like yes. if i just have the answer to this i'll protect myself so like i'm not gonna get my heart broken because i've already thought about it so like i have yeah. distance between what i'm actually feeling and what i'm saying i feel because i can just talk about it you yeah. know instead of actually just be in the moment so no i same like there are definitely moments particularly where they're talking about like how how much they love each other like you said or like how invested in each other they are that are a little cheesy but i'm still here for it but um in terms of them like analyzing the negative emotions that in particular makes sense to me because they're trying to put distance between actually feeling it and just analyzing the way yeah. they know how to you know yeah but i get it when it comes to like fair. trauma and past things because that is normal but mm-hmm. when it was more so like like charlie has this whole like i see yeah. you monologue towards nora mm-hmm. I guess that's not a, mo- a monologue, right? Isn't that like a soliloquy? It or might something? as well have been a monologue. Close it but, up. Yeah. But he just goes <laughs> on. He goes out and you're like, this is great. This is so cute. And he keeps going mm-hmm. and going. And then eventually you're like, okay, we, we get, get it. it. You're like, we I have it. enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And see, that brings me to my agree because, and this is like a pet peeve mm-hmm. of mine in a romance book because so often we get these scenes where like, and this is because the books are written by women for women, but we get these scenes where the male love interest is like pouring his heart out and he's saying all these cute things. And then it comes time to reciprocate from the female side. And she's just like, I love you. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Bitch, build him up a little bit. He needs a little floofin. Like, and it drives me crazy because it. sometimes they'll say it in, in like the prosy parts and they're like, he is home to me blah 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 and i'm like but tell him you like being told like he deserves to know he's a good boy and it just drives me crazy yeah. that we never we don't get it both ways most of the time because it's very much like oh my god can you oh my god girls i'm sharing the quote in the book club group chat and it's like i get that but like i want to love him he deserves his flowers yeah. too yeah yeah, yeah. I, totally I agree. agree and i and i think too like 
um, something that I do like about Emily Henry oftentimes is that like you see it through their actions, right? These little mm-hmm. cute, you see the tension like through their little, through the little text message or email thread dialogues, you see it in these little subtleties, right? But um, yeah, like you said, if, if we're going to deviate from the little subtleties into these very mm-hmm. emotional moments, like let's make sure that they're pretty, yeah, these confessional moments, like let's, let's make it a little equal here, like yeah. a little bit more even because. Can you imagine yeah, like right. pouring your heart out like that and then like your partner just being like, I love you. Like it, it's fine, but also I can imagine like posting a TikTok and be like, "You guys will not believe what happened. I did this, this, this." <laughs> Story and this, time. <laughs> and all he had to say was, "I love you." Like, oh my fucking god! And everyone would be like, "Oh, he is not giving," you know. And it's like, right. come on, <laughs> you're so Charlie right. Deserves it. Charlie deserves it too. This is a little peppy. He does. <laughs> well, my pour over really lame. I just it's just the ending like I thought the ending was so cute like the whole ring thing that was something that also I was like that's freaking adorable and I loved it Mm -hmm. so love it yeah enough said yep so cute all right well my hot take um is that bear with me okay Libby low-key annoys me all right I'm sorry it had to be said um now don't get me wrong. I think she's a very well-written character, like we talked about, um, that has her own motivations, her own thing going. Um, and I think it's because I'm through Nora's perspective. And so you have a lot of empathy for Nora um, because, um, or maybe sympathy, because she works her butt off. Um, and then Libby, like, I don't know, Libby takes it as her just being a workaholic when really she's mm-hmm. trying to protect her sister, right? So um, I think Lily's still... Libby was still a really well-written character, but um, I just wish she would have checked on Nora a long time ago, or someone would have, but I think that's kind of the point. Yeah, so. tell me you're an older she sister also... without telling me you're an older yeah, sister. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm totally Libby's not wrong. projecting at all. Um, yeah, actually, Libby sucks. Um, no, so no, I like Libby. I just wish someone would give Nora a fucking hug a long time ago. Okay, Nora needs so. a break. <laughs> Nora I really did break. not. I did not like Libby, and she kept saying focus on your own life, Nora. She said that mm-hmm. like three times and it killed me. I was like, that is so rude. I would never say that to my sister. It's like, I'm focusing on my life, but I'm trying to help protect and provide for you. And I always yeah. have like, ugh, rude. Yeah. Yeah. Rude. Yeah. She was just rude. Yeah. Yeah. No, she was, yeah, for sure. Uh, she the older bit, sister is jumping out. Yeah. She just felt a bit self-absorbed to me. Like it just, she... She was so focused on how Nora made her feel that she never really considered how Nora felt. And I like Libby as a character. I think she's really well written. Like the fact that we can even have a conversation about a side character to this degree, I think is really nice. Um, But I was also like, girl, be real. Also, just tell your sister you're moving. Like, do we really have to go through? We ain't got to do this whole elaborate thing. And like, oh, and this part really annoyed me how she had that list of things to, you know, Nora needed to do with her. And one of them was like, go on two dates. And the whole purpose of it, I think, was so that she would fall in love with someone and want to move to Sunshine Falls. And I'm like, that's so freaking selfish. That is so, yeah, yeah, very misplaced. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, misguided. Um, Yeah. And I think that at least we have the moment where Nora, like, tells Libby, Mm -hmm. like, basically like, hey, Quit being an asshole. Do you know that I like straight up didn't go for this other job previously because of you? Um, and that's when Libby kind of flips out. And I, so I think 
Libby acknowledges that she feels bad about it. They make sense. Like their dynamic makes sense. Um, yeah. It's just because it makes sense. That's why. Yeah. Libby annoys me. You're supposed to be annoyed with Libby. <laughs> You're supposed to be Libby. annoyed with Libby. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, so my pour over was, uh, this isn't specific, but just like, all, well, I can make it specific. All the little cute teehee moments in the book. Like we didn't talk enough about their text message and like email threat, the email threads. So cute. It's Is so HR not reading those cute. though? Yeah. Like <laughs> Where's HR? <laughs> Quickly. Um, I feel like they're maybe because they're so, they're so professional. They're so high up at this point. Like HR is not even going to. Yeah, isn't they don't have cyber not... people at their companies. It's <laughs> they don't. Um, they don't have Bigfoot erotica getting flagged. For, I mean, also, reason. they probably, but... like, the filters would have to be loosened because people be submitting manuscripts of words, you know? <laughs> That's true. That is actually an excellent point. Um, but, yeah, just uh, the email thread just sent me um the beginning of the or like when she's first in sunshine falls i loved it so i was grinning like i was like this yeah whole book, like, i was just smiling the whole time i'm yeah. like this is cute and books don't make me like react like that very often because we read these heavy fantasy books yeah yeah and so i don't except for like fourth wing with maybe zayden like flirting with violet i i don't really have those moments where i'm like grinning and i'm like this is so yeah. cute you know i'm just yeah that just doesn't happen and i think too because like even in fourth wing the banter's cute and it makes you like grin but i don't know this the banter that emily henry writes it feels like intellectual banter and i don't know if yeah. that's me being prissy but it's like no it's they're nerdy witty, like you know yeah. and i'm like oh this is the kind of banter that like i really like to have with someone like when you really feel like you're yes anticipating each other's wit and like where you're going and like I don't know. There's mm-hmm. just something about it that's like, I'd be smiling the whole time because I'm like, hee hee, I get it. Hee hee, I'm with you, you know? Yeah. It's called book lovers for the nerds, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, this is for the nerdy girlies. So yes. um, it makes sense that we would be into that kind of banter. So, yeah, for sure. For sure, for sure. Well, before we go, let's go over our ratings and favorite parts of the book. So I'll go first. My rating was a 4.2 out of 5. Um, I only took off some points because of the cheesiness and what I mentioned in my hot take, but overall, I really enjoyed this book. It was so funny, and like I said, constantly smiling, laughing. My favorite part was when they were at the bar, and they were playing pool, and they were flirting and drinking, and it was just, it was very cute. True. Retweet, honestly. Yeah, I gave it a 4 of 5. A 4.5 out of 5, I should say. Um, but I really could be a five of five. I just like, I don't, I just don't think it's like world shattering. And like, I don't think about it all the time. Cause like I read it before it doesn't like live with me permanently, but it's such a good time. It's so cute. Like I didn't even have a hot take. Like it's just wholesome content. It's like, I love a head empty vibes only <laughs> kick in my feet giggling kind of read and that's what emily henry gives me every time um and then for my favorite part it was the email threads um i specifically called out the second one because the first one is also very funny but the second one after she 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 sees charlie at the bar in sunshine falls or whatever it was um that's when you know you're like oh shit like we're going and he Mm -hmm. keeps getting out of the line to reply which was just so funny and so charlie like that whole scene was just like i was like 
I'm in. <laughs> I'm hooked. <laughs> that so was cute. so cute. Mm-hmm. Yes, love it. Um, yeah, also an easy 4.5 out of 5 for me. On my, like, if I were to go genre scale for myself, like, if mm-hmm. we're doing a romance, this is a 5 out of 5 for me. Yep. But in terms of personal interest, 4.5 out of 5. Um, yeah, love the first time, love it for a reread, would reread it again, which is, shows you that it's big on my list. Um, sure. I don't normally reread, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, like I said, favorite part, um, I was going to say the email thread, but another part that I really loved too was when they were in the uh, library, like study room, that whole thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, love mm-hmm. it. Love it. Just so, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you know, you know, um, but yeah, they're just so cute. I love it. Such a fun read. Mm-hmm. Would read again for like the third time. Retweet. All right. Well, if everyone has said their piece, that is all the tea that we have on Book Lovers. Um, Next time, we are spilling the tea on Six Scorched Roses by Carissa Broadbent, which we're very excited about. Um, You can stay up to date with the latest tea on Instagram, TikTok, or YouTube by following us at at Spill the Novel Tea on all of the things. Um, And while you're there, please let us know. Did this book live up to the hype for you? Are you an Emily Henry stan? Are you with us? Or are you against us? We converted Kaylee. Did everyone notice we converted Kaylee? She thought she was going to hate <laughs> this, it. and she gave it I did. a freaking four point two out of five. Yep. Are you Kaylee? Be with us. That's all. Join us. Okay. We will see you next time. Bye.